0: Welcome to the Social Business Hangout, featuring Robert Levine, your social business mentor. The Social Business Hangout podcast series is available on iTunes. This podcast was recorded at TweetStock8. Welcome everybody, this is the Social Business Hangout and we are at TweetStock8 and with me today is Mitch
1: Joel, John
2: Morgan, CeCe Chapman.
0: And we've obviously heard you speak already, Mitch, and uh, John and CC. you two are speaking this afternoon. Mitch, if you could summarize for me some of the, the biggest takeaways uh, from your presentation that you'd like to impart on people.
1: I, I think that there are some sort of massive changes that have just happened in business that people haven't paid attention to. I think most people see a lot of the stuff that everyone's playing with and think it's sort of this promotional advertising opportunity. And I think what we've seen is just a shift towards it actually impacting all the businesses. So. My whole thing was about demonstrating what those were, uh, giving some hopefully real examples that people can take home with, and hopefully people will think differently about the work they do um, today and going forward.
0: One of the things that, you know, I've been obviously following you for a while, and one of the things that obviously has always caught my attention is your podcast series. You've done like close to 400, you're, you're probably about 20 off from that. that Let's call mark. it
1: 650. Let's, talk it 600. Let's
0: make it as evergreen uh-huh. as possible. You know, one of the biggest things I always tell people is every time you're interviewing someone, you're learning from that person. That's a lot of information. That's over 200 hours of content, if not more. What are some of those takeaways that you've had from that podcast experience?
1: Um, a lot. It's, you know, my podcast is a very selfish social media. I do it because I get an opportunity to corner people I like and respect and admire or people who I may not know enough about. and. Um, I, I just use it as a platform to push, provoke, and see why people feel the way they do and see if others sort of partake in it. It's, it's again, I, I just look at it like you meet a lot of people in life and you always say to yourself, oh, I'd love to sort of corner that person and ask them the things I'd like to know. That's what the podcast is has that kind of blended into the book from both the, the six pixels
0: to your cur- current one control I'll delete? Is there been some of those takeaways that have made their way there? Is that an influence your thinking into the writing of the book? Because you, yeah. You're quite famous as saying, I wrote the first book and I didn't know I was going to write another one.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everything influences you. I think, you know, just hanging out with guys like this influences me, so I, I don't know that there's sort of like a direct, like, oh, I spoke to so-and-so and they said this in my podcast and influenced that. Um, I tend to sort of when I'm writing a book, at least I tend to sort of take a step back and just look at the the landscape. And obviously the podcast and the stuff that happens there is is for sure a part of it, yeah.
0: One of the people, obviously, that you have interviewed, John Morgan, you wrote Brand Against the Machine. Uh, This is your second time at Tweestalk. Some of the uh, information that you're going to be talking about this afternoon and maybe a little bit about what you're planning on writing as
3: well. Yeah, I'm doing a little bit different this year than last year simply because this year I want people to really take away not just knowing how to use the tools and things like that, but what the actual principles of success are, regardless of what industry you're in and regardless of you know, what kind of product you're trying to sell. Uh, and that's a big direction that I'm working on in the future as well.
0: We, we literally have just uh, been introduced by someone else that, that has obviously been on the podcast. But before we get to that in- individual, CeCe Chapman, this is your first time at Tweetstock. Obviously, you're friends with a lot of these people here your thoughts on what you're going to be talking about this afternoon and your current book as well as maybe a little bit about content rules yeah yes. so i yeah,
2: it's going to be interesting cuz this crowd is all you know social media focused and my new book amazing things will happen has nothing to do with social media it's focused much more on you know people living the life they want to live figuring out what that life is and then having you know having the balls to, to chase it and to do it and to do the work and i'm going to remind people that they they're entitled to do that that we it's not an easy road it's not going to get handed to them but if they're willing to put in the time and to define what it is they want to do and then put in the hard work to make it happen, they can. And that might mean a social media campaign, it might be you know, a charity, it could be a lot of things. So, I want to remind people that they've got that option. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, what are the things between content rules and this one? It's one's con- kind of the technology and one's kind of the culture, if you will. Would that be a fair assessment? Or are they
2: almost companions in that sense? Actually, I would completely disagree because if, you, if you read content rules, there's very little technology yeah. in there. It is about... the the culture and the way of thinking to approach content marketing and it's not while it talks about you know tools a little bit it's not a social media book it's a business book and I think both of these are business books I think more people need to realize that they do get hung up in the tools too much rather than realizing there's more to business than just what tool you use it's how you do it what you do with it Mm -hmm. Uh, so I mean People say, did you pivot? And I just giggle about that stuff. It's like, I wanted to say this. I think most authors write a book because they have something they want to say and to get out there. It's not about, you know, oh, this is building my platform. I mean, there's, but, but people get hung up on the wrong thing. People get hung up on the wrong things. There we go. Now, we're, we're joining. book. That should be your third book. People get hung up on things? Mm. What would the cover be, be like? You know, guys stuck in barbed wire? John, you've tattoos. No, not no, yet. No, I'm just
1: wondering what the, the, the person per tattoo ratio is here. Yeah, I'm well, t- t- we've been t- t- joined t- by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we
2: were a talking about the scale. What, yes. No, yes. No, yes. Oh, who's that booming voice? Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we've been <laughs> joined
0: by uh, the ambassador of Tweetstock, for lack of a better statement, Mr. Scott Stratton. You're, you've obviously He's wearing been a, twi- a sash. <laughs> he was wearing a sash. He's actually wearing <laughs> <awesome> a tiara. <laughs>
2: it's a beautiful peach gown you're wearing. Yes, Thank, you. Thank you. You've obviously been at Two Stars
0: numerous times.
2: Yeah, uh, you've most re- times. <laughs> most times.
0: You've written quite a few books, and you've got a, a third one underway. Your thoughts on both your tattoos, first of all, as I'm looking at the and learn. Yeah. What are your thoughts but, on tattoos? Uh, what are your thoughts on tattoos? Maybe there's a good start right there. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I actually, uh, somebody was doing a,
4: a thesis or something. I was in, in a university saying about Tattoos in today's society, and are they frowned upon in the workplace? Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, is, is it different now than it was before? And yeah. do do bikers hate people and pirates, and they hate people now no. get tattoos because it's no longer a badass? It's almost like they, you know, once the rebellion becomes the conformity, you know, all the all's lost, right? So it's that was actually a really interesting topic. It's one of those things that I actually would love to bring in one day to to one of my talks or, or books is. Uh, how much past the, how much past the line can we go to make us susceptible? Like when I was doing HR uh, and hiring, you never hire somebody for the bank that had tattoos or, or even right. more than an ear piercing.
1: I still don't. I'm just right. kidding. Right. <laughs> and then exactly right. Where they you don't allow hair twisted. Exactly. That was amazing. Um, uh, Especially uh, amazing on the
2: back. Oh,
4: so you get unbelievable. It's it's <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty amazing that um, it's, we've we changed. Even tattoos have changed in the past—what, five, six, seven years—that it went from most people not and just doing it to piss off your parents to
1: reality or, TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
4: that's that's a big. There you go, right? Where, and, and for me, they're an expression. And um, Unlearned is not part of the brand. The tattoo I have—it's a, it's a totally different meaning to it, but it works with the brand and. I think you're a canvas, and, and I don't fault people for not getting them, and I, I don't fault people for getting back ones. I just feel bad for
0: them. Now you're, you're quite famous, and at <laughs> Tweetstock High, you, you did a, a big thing on QR codes. Are right. we going to be seeing a QR code tattoo on you, and how are you going to scan your back?
4: Jesus, no, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> he has one, but you can't it's, see it. They pay me enough, maybe. But it's yeah, I think it should be a
0: promo for your upcoming book. Use that as an yeah,
4: opportunity. if You can scan it. You can touch it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not. Um, I saw you know I saw that. I actually you know I've seen the guy who got. What was it, Rackspace? He got the tattoo on his shoulder. Rack he no longer works for Rackspace. And it was a big tattoo. It was color, it's huge. Too, right? yeah. And wow. Um, I hope you got a great bio package for that. And I saw the I've seen the QR code tattoos, and I saw that and everybody, because if everybody sees one in every thousand that work, people freak out and send it to me. It's like, see? It works. I think I love the ad for that tattoo shop. You guys see that one where it was a literally like a, a flesh-colored page with a very light QR code on it and to apply for the job you had to scan it but you couldn't scan it until you drew in the QR code oh, nice. so I was trying to say that if you got a steady hand and stuff but in reality just put it in a Photoshop and you know, do a couple of changes with the colors but that was cool and the great thing about that with QR codes is so easy to be amazing at think because the rest of them suck mm-hmm. so I like a lot of them bad and some of them good I love that I saw a QR code in, we looked for fireworks last year for Canada Day and uh, on the side of the box is a QR code for the fireworks. I scanned it and automatically a video pops up with the explosion of the fireworks to show you what it looks like. I'm like, well, that's a good one. But
0: since then I've scanned 493, that didn't do much for me. (laughs) Well, I think it's very similar to what you kind of brought up earlier about you have this wonderful opportunity to connect with your customer and you give them, like the best example you did was the sitter squat. I think that one really summed it up. You could have had a campaign about, you know, the the the, the paper towel or, or.
1: Well, yeah, because what Scott's talking about is the fact that the result of the engagement was a utility, it wasn't an ad. And the letdown is you scan something and it's just oh, another ad for, for the, the ad that I for the just product looked at. Look look an right. right. Yeah, yeah, and so that's the sort of more the congruity of like doing things well. So yeah, I think that w- w- what I like to say is that digital is additive, and digital can really take people really further down the rabbit hole and I think the example of fireworks is a really good example of doing something you can't do with that poster doing something you can't do with the billboard and it's the people who fail who just redo what the billboard was it's like you know scan this ad, and you can see the web page for it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> or, the,
4: or the realtor that with the QR code in their sign, you scan it and it's the generic website. Yeah, it's not right. mobile friendly. About which makes show me
3: pictures it. of the house inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what's hard about that though is when it's not easy for the public to just start using it because yeah. everyone's yeah, doing well, it too. wrong from the start, the right. chances of it yeah, taking yeah. all I scanned like one QR code on a restaurant menu that was like their to go menu in my car, which only took me to a mobile version of the menu that I had <laughs> in my hand. <laughs> So I've never scanned another one again, because when I did that, I was like, well, that was dumb. But that's,
4: why the, that's one of the, the industry selling points, they say. They say half the people that scan QR codes would ever scan one again, and they trumpet it as a victory. Like, wait a second. That's yeah. not- You're losing <laughs> half your audience every single day. If, 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 like, URLs worked half the time, we wouldn't be using internet very often. Like it's, I don't think that's your, your, your benchmark, is half failure.
1: and it's also adoption of like just usefulness so you know like people like the thing with the qr codes too is if you go back we didn't adopt text messaging it took us a long time to adopt it but when we did we got heavy into like europe was doing text messaging long before we were here so i think that you actually can transcend it when people aren't doing it but it has to be something useful i think that the more examples we'll see of the fireworks or the tattoo parlor or and not the chinese restaurant or wherever it was the, the quicker you'll have the adoption, but the longer people just go, well, throw the QR code on there and just link them to the generic website, the worse it'll be. If every real estate agent, as you scan that code is showing you the inside of the house, everybody would use them. Right. Mm-hmm. Is so this kind of that,
0: where we're kind of going more towards that augmented reality where it's not... Augmented advertising, but just you're getting into that extra level of content that kind of makes that interaction more like the fireworks. I think, but you, but you have to convince brands that that content is, is valuable for them. And they work,
4: a lot of times they want to see well, how much more can we push the ad? How many more spaces can we push the ad? The realtor says, I want to sell that house, and I want to put the QR code to lead directly to my phone. So when they scan it, I phone them right away, and I can jump. In like, what what's best for the um, the actual customer and the, and the client or the consumer on the side of it and that's not that's not usually the direction we go with that conversation it's,
3: it's no that, that's right I mean it's still benefit driven if you know yeah. if David Ogilvy was still alive he'd be upset every yeah. single day because in his day, it was all about, you know, what's the benefit of the product or service. Now, like you were talking about with the real estate example, someone scanning the QR code, there's a benefit. I get to see the photos inside. So I think we get too caught up on the tools and, oh, this is new and let's use this that, yeah, and yeah. forget, well, what's the value? That's why, why I stopped using Foursquare. For and, uh, you know, and, and if I
4: stop using Foursquare, I think, you know, all hope is lost when <laughs> the inner geeks stop using the... the, oh. the, the, the I was going to
3: say, the, that's a little
1: self-involved.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was Wow. I, I <laughs> you were that. What's next, Twitter? I'm not going modest, uh,
4: but, yeah, uh, well, we all know Google+. Plus, yeah. And so, um, with... With, because I realized that was the exact thing. I said, why am I doing this? I just kind of stopped doing it. There was no advantage. It used to be if you got mayor, you got a a, a a 10% off your entree or a free coffee or something like that. But it was it was a few months ago. I'm sitting there going, I, I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. And I just stopped. And there was no advantage. So yet, I was using Yelp every time I'm traveling somewhere else where I would check in on Yelp because... <laughs> The community helping each other out, and now is trying to push for that, the reviews, what's around you, what you can do. And so Yelp gives me a benefit. Yelp helps, you know, where to go, where to eat, what to do, and then kind of have you start forming that peer community in those things. So it really was a question of why would the consumer use it to their benefit, not why you want the consumer to, uh, to use it.
3: So true. Mm-hmm.
0: Someone that's obviously written content rules, we brought up the fact that, you know, content at the end of the day is what... Makes people use the technology, whether or not it's a QR code, sure. augmented reality, Google Glass, or whatnot. You know, your final thoughts on content?
2: Well, it's, it I mean, it's not it it rules, rules rolls, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Devil I mean, horns. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's face it. I mean, content. I mean, it's so funny because it's nothing new, right? I mean, we've always had content. You know, that caveman drawing on the wall. It's going to continue. To evolve, the tools get better, they get faster, they get cooler. But at the end of the day, you've got to create something that yeah, it, it gets an emotional response from the person. Either you help them, you entertain them, you inspire them. You got to do one of those things. And that, yeah, and if it's not one of those, forget about it. I mean, then it's just an ad. And ads, you know, people don't unless it's really well done. Don't, especially in today's world, we skip over them. And that technology is going to get even better. Ba- I mean, ads on television and few years just aren't going to exist or they're not going to exist like they do today. Let's put it that way. I don't agree. I know you don't agree. Well, yeah, no, look, I I think- Well, CBC2
1: just got uh, ads. I I think that when you look at TrueView as an example, what they're doing on YouTube, so that's a skip this in five seconds. What's going to happen, I think, is that we're going to start learning a lot about what's going on, what people are doing. We're going to learn a lot about where you should place ads and how they should be. And I actually think that we're going to have a lot more ads or the same level of ads. I just think that they are going to be that much better because they will finally have the metrics that will give them the
2: ability to know right away that this sucks. And, this and why did those suck. ads on YouTube not, like I said, I don't think, I think ads are going to evolve. It drives me nuts because you get that five seconds and then you can skip it. I have yet to see an ad put like the brand in that first five seconds, that's I'm like.
1: The, but that's the point. So TrueView is Google's platform. What they're doing with that data is going back to the brands and saying, right. see what's happening. You do understand what they, the yeah. metrics of it. And when they do get that, and they will. They will. Those ads will be, and, and they'll be, I do. I think I think TV creative and I think TV ads in general and even how you take TV ads and put them on YouTube or Vimeo or wherever are gonna improve significantly in the next couple of years because okay. of that platform. I, it's I, just but, like but, Google Ads. Uh, yeah, and
4: for me, the, but even the uh, ads, I actually, I believe that they're always gonna be around one way or another. If the question is, do we even feel their ads? Right. And are we, are we, are we, do we opt in or get permission or invite the content? I, I hate I will almost not go to a movie the rare time I do in the movie theater unless I can see the preview right? I, I, I kill to see these previews they're ads right? they're, but we know I'm going to go see this type of movie so let's put these three type of previews beforehand and they've been doing that forever right? matching the I'm not going to put Thumbelina with, with Kill Bill or something like that they're going to match them all that would be, That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah. that would be, be honest, cool but, though.
4: But if, so let's say content and I sit there and I trumpet you know, and on marketing I'm like you know, we, we change it. yet I get a newsletter from a, a brand I've opted into and I buy crap all the time from there. I will scream that you shouldn't be advertising me over here, but if Sideshow collectible send me a new statue out that I can put in my office, I'm going to buy it. That's advertising too. So, it, where we're getting to, we should get to smarter advertising. Yeah. That's
1: where but I But it can't be too to smart to. also. There's an informational aspect and function that advertising serves that, I mean, it's bigger than all of us, and that's the reality. And You're walking down the street, mm-hmm. and we have to inform people when our cereals now have dried raspberries in them, and we have to inform the public when that band is coming to town, and I think that all of that targeting and great stuff there's still just a need to provide information for businesses and advertising is a great venue for that so i get really excited about digital and all the optimization and personalization but i also don't dismiss the power of the serendipitous ads that really drive information Mm -hmm. i just think that a lot of ads suck and it puts us in a place where we we sort of bucket them all together but we forget how powerful ads are in our lives all every day
0: well let's be honest at the end of the day someone has to pay the bills you know you can have all the Kickstarters in the world or all that crowdfunding and all what, but for the majority, ads are still very much the, the, the primary source of, of revenue. You've obviously been at Tweetstock pretty much since, what, five, six? Way in the early Way years. in the early years. In Your take of the movie theater. Yeah. Your takeaways, of uh, am puking in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Your takeaways on the evolution Sorry, of Tweetstock uh, as you've seen it.
4: I, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that they can put it on more than even once a year as well. I, I think that, that's unbelievable. I could put on one every 10 years. Uh, and the um, people that they, I don't know how they come, these guys come down to this thing, but people come from other countries and much more important people than I am come to these things. I think it's amazing. I love, it. and why I keep coming back to is, is the team and the team that run it put it together. They're, they're, they're a good group. And, um, you know, for, and all four of us standing here know not-so-good people as well when it comes to conferences and Let's promises. name them. What? what serious yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's yeah. make this content go viral. <laughs> let's do this. Um, but that's, that's the thing where, at the end of the day, uh, you know all of us can choose You to know, speak somewhere or not speak somewhere. And um, I think there's a reason why people keep back to talk
0: at this one. Well, great. Over beers last night, you kind of said it yourself, it's not as if you guys don't talk after the fact, and or even when the invite goes out, you, oh, yeah. you tweet oh, someone you're, right you're right calling. Yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. I should never have done this. Thing. Yeah, because
2: <laughs> yeah. Organ- yeah, yeah, if I came up here and this event sucked, and we're still in the early days, it could so, so I am <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so, recording uh, it now. No, no, the first person I'm going to call module. and yell at is Scott, because mm-hmm. he's who I checked, because they name-dropped him, and any event organizer who name-drops and doesn't Think people check on that yeah. is really clueless yeah. Yeah. because I've had events name-drop Scott or Mitch or other people and I've checked on them and the, the words meant yeah don't go there.
4: So and it, it yeah. just it happens. I would give them a reference. Terrible. Yeah, it's, it's terrible.
2: yeah, I would drag my body through
1: broken glass to be with John Morgan. <laughs> oh John, your thoughts on that?
3: Well,
1: I don't want to say it was <laughs> recording, but...
2: Uh,
3: I just yeah, got lappy. That's, yeah, that's a
0: wonderful thing. Now, you've obviously been at Tweetstock High. You've obviously decided to come back. What I was wasn't
1: high at Tweetstock <laughs> It was called Tweetstock
2: Oh, okay. So I kept hearing, like, what the heck yeah. is this?
1: Yeah, no, was I, that, I was just like, did I miss the
2: phone <laughs> party? Am <laughs> I the
1: only non-derelict here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> degenerate? Oh, <laughs> uh, Yes, you're so oh. upstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just checking. We moved
0: Vancouver and we made it high. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Your your biggest takeaway
3: from the, from the last event and, and what you're looking forward to this afternoon? Um, that's a great question. I think that the audience is actually uh, really, really important because they are the key to making an event successful one of the things that I found last time was that the questions that I was asked like in the hallways after were like actually good questions. It wasn't, you know, why is the cover of your book read? It was, you know, detailed questions that they want to know about their business and that's, you know, that makes it a lot more fun as the speaker when you've got an audience who kind of gets it already. Mm-hmm. Then you can talk about some of the more, uh, you know, serious topics.
0: And the conversation continues well after the event as well, which is, I think, one of the nice things about these things. It's not one of those where you're in a, a room, you don't talk to anybody else and you don't see them until 10 years later mm-hmm. when the next event you've done your first uh, presentation in brantford ontario your uh,
1: your thoughts on uh, on tweetstock now that you, you because you've done them all they were here people were here <laughs> 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 it's hard you know i mean look candidly it's it's hard to say you sort of walk into a venue it's early in the morning you do your thing i think i'll have a, a better feedback and more appropriate feedback more towards the end of the day but it's fun to be invited to a place where you see friends and hang out with people, and I, I like smaller communities because I think there's you know an immediate, immediate need for this sort of stuff. Yeah, and
4: it's kudos to Rampur too, though, to actually. Like to be to kicking ass and doing something like this and not doing the Toronto complex of, well, they never come here and speakers never stop here. We put this together to say we are here.
0: Well, here. Look, look at who we got right here just around this table,
1: you know. I mean, it's Scott Stratton, for Christ's sake. Yeah.
2: He just uh, walked uh, off uh, the street yeah, not even
1: speaking
0: in
2: yeah, He's, saying, he's speaking not even speaking today. To to yeah.
1: <laughs> he's getting a coffee yeah. and he heard Cece's voice.
0: you guys, wow, this is
2: awesome.
1: You're
2: all here.
0: Just before we block we off, because it's not often the four of you are together. You'd be surprised. <laughs> well, that is <isn't laughs> anything that you want to
1: broker among each other before. Were uh, we broker. giving away our first boards? If you guys can help me pimp the book, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. What is the book again? Selling a book is not easy. i telling respect. you, man. I was at an airport, and
4: the TV was like probably the other end of the room, and I saw this thing come up. And I'm like, Mitch has a goddamn TV commercial for his book, and it, wasn't, it was this, no, it was this like new polish. But the box was really oh, black orange. And I'll I'm take like, the alignment. That's awesome. It was so perfect. And I got closer and I didn't even look remotely close. But I, I love great I 30, alignment. 30, 40 feet, it was amazing. That's like, awesome. Okay. To, to that's the good book. stuff. But I got I to say that if you guys were the, the guy standing here to, to look at the book site for Control of the link, that somebody passes and goes, oh, he's got a great site for it. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. And I go, I press the button, I look at it, and I'm like, it's amazing.
3: <laughs> Thanks, it's like you, you swipe
4: it, and you're, just, you're reading the facts, and it's all content. <laughs> And nothing's saying by the book, it's like this is you're missing this and, and it's
3: interesting, yeah. Like, even knowing so him, too, and yeah. I'm like, Yeah, I'm just <laughs> looking at the site to see what did he do. I and next thing I know, it. I'm reading yeah. it, yeah, you know, and I'm like, word for word, yeah. you know.
4: Well, and, and we, think we all cheer for each other, but we all want to, you know, hope one of us screws up so we can just say, Well, you know, we tried, yeah. yeah, and, and but I haven't done that yet. And how mm-hmm. many books, though, in digital and social and tech? That are new out there that say you've got to embrace these things coming and, and then they not don't do, do it for yeah. the book site itself for the content mm-hmm. so um well
0: done
1: man You love it, man
2: <laughs> thanks so reintroduce yourself mitch joel president of twist image john morgan author of brand against the machine cc chapman author of amazing things will happen and content rules scott Stradman marketing
0: and i'm robert Levine, your social business mentor thank you all this has been an absolute pleasure thank you pleasure thank you. Thank you for listening to the Social Business Hangout. My name is Robert Levine, and you can reach me at socialbusinessmentor.com. The Social Business Hangout podcast series is available on iTunes. This podcast was recorded in Brantford, Ontario on May 29, 2013, and I'd like to thank my guests, It's Joel, CeCe Chapman, John Morgan, and a cameo by none other than Scott Stratton.